0: Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Mike and Laura Kondratook here to talk about uh, their book called By God's Grace. It is a book about uh, their family, their life, um, some tragedy that uh, hit them in the last few years or so, and uh, how they got through all that by God's grace, just as the title says. Um, So I hope you'll stick around for that interview. It's really great. And one of the things we didn't get to say in the interview— we found out a little bit after, is that you can also purchase the book at Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls. So if you're looking for it and you'd like to buy it locally, that's a great way to do it. Uh, First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald here. Biblical Bites with Dr. B. Yes,
1: we do. You're doing very well bit. Uh, the singing of the, uh, the <clears throat> Diddy. Well, that you. wasn't that thank good, Bill, was it? That's all right.
0: Especially with the cold <laughs> voice going on. Cold voice. <laughs> we'll
1: edit it in post. There we yeah, go. Thank you. Yes.
0: <laughs> he will not. <laughs> what's, uh,
1: what's, what's, what, oh, what are they going on no. today? Third
0: Sunday of Lent?
1: Very good. Okay, good. Again, ding, ding, ding. Ding,
0: ding, ding. I don't know. He, it doesn't have any Sorry.
1: buzzards. Uh, so, do you remember way back from the first Sunday of Lent? I said the first Sunday, or so that the first reading at the Sundays of Lent brings us through.
0: I do not remember. Through.
2: <laughs>
0: He's making this weird action if you aren't watching. I, I don't know. Salvation
1: uh... history. Oh, yeah,
0: salvation history. So, okay.
1: So, we're getting uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sort of snippets from. Important moments of salvation history. Um, In the first reading at Mass during Lent, so this this um, Sunday, the first reading comes from in this cycle, Year C, Exodus chapter three. Does Exodus three mean anything to you, Renee? Do you Um, how familiar are you with? Exodus.
0: I mean, I'm a little bit familiar. I did see the Ten Commandments movie yes, with so Charlton. Charlton Heston. Yes, right. yes.
1: And uh, uh, fun fact, fun fact. What do we know from scripture about Moses and his eloquence?
0: Uh, what? I don't know. Bill? His
1: eloquence? His eloquence.
0: He didn't have any? I he know. had a
1: speech impediment. Oh,
0: we know that. From he was scripture? not
1: like Charlton Heston. <laughs> Lo, <Lose> thou <laughs> Pharaoh, now <laughs> let my people go. That's why Aaron does most of the talking.
0: I've never noticed that.
1: It's in Exodus. It clearly, say you are it. all familiar with the movie account yes. of, you know, they have a book. <laughs> it's called Exodus. It's in the Bible. Okay. And, and, enough, enough, enough
0: harassing. messing around. Okay.
1: Um, this is the burning bush, chapter three. Oh, sure, Moses, okay. So Moses, um, we know he's he he flees from egypt because he da, 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 da. um
0: and this is before he, the israelites have been freed
1: this is yes right. this is right that happened before this is when god reveals himself to moses in this this great thing of the burning bush uh and so i want to read it but i could read it too quickly so people are familiar with it if you want to read it pay attention at mass or get out your bible moses says who are you lord um Basically what's your name what should I tell them uh Moses said to God but when I go to the Israelites and say to them the God of your fathers has sent me to you if they ask me what is his name what am I to tell what am I to tell them So God gives two answers to the question what is your name two he has answers. two okay two answers I know the so one I, What's the one One
0: is I am
1: Right so God replied Oh no
0: I know the other one Maybe.
1: So the first one God replied <laughs> I am who I am then he added this is what you should tell the Israelites I am I am sent me to you. God spoke further to Moses. Thus you shall say to the Israelites.
0: I no, is now, I, now I'm now I'm very less The Lord,
1: confident. the God of? Abraham? Your fathers, fathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has sent me to you. So okay. God gives Moses two answers to the question, what is your name? The second one is pretty straightforward. I am the God of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. I'm the God of your people. Because the issue is... Where is God? We like what's we've been in slavery for centuries right. now. Where's where are you? So I am <laughs> the God of your ancestors. I have not forgotten you. Okay. The first one. So uh here I am. Like my, my patron saint, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, brilliant theologian, Pope Benedict, and then Bishop Robert Barron all talk about the importance of this answer. So if I if Renee, we'd never met before and uh y- you interviewed- Hi, I'm Renee Krantz. What's your name? I am who I am. What do you response mean like, to that? Well, and you nothing about the Bible. Well,
0: thanks, Smarty Pants. Wait, That's what, what I would say. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, could you be a little more evasive because <laughs> like, what well it it it's actually so it it is a bit of a riddle. Like God is not in a sense fully disclosing himself, mm-hmm. but it also does really tell us the truth about himself. So yeah. you nodded. You knew this was his answer. Do you what do you know about I am?
0: Well, to me, it's just like like I am. Being. I am all things. Yep. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I am the one who is. I am who I am. God reveals his name. He God is, uh, as Bishop Barron puts it, the sheer act of to be itself. Right, right. Pure dynamic being. And there's a lot more we could say about that. But when when Moses says, What's your name? This is the first answer that God gives. I am. Who I am, or I am. Tell the Israelites, I am. Say, God is with them. He's the God of their fathers, and He is pure existence, sheer love.
0: Right. It's hard for humans to comprehend, but thanks for getting us started. You bet. In the studio with me today, I have a wonderful couple, Mike and Laura Hondratuk. I think I said it right. You did. <laughs> um, they are here from. Uh, they're from Brookings. Um, and they came down today to the Sioux Falls to be in the studio with me on Ash Wednesday. They've already been to mass. I'm so impressed with you guys. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go to mass till tonight, but that's okay. Everybody has their time, right? That's right. <laughs> so they came down today to tell us about, um, a book that they wrote. When did you guys write this? It was
3: actually a long process. We probably started it in about 2015. Okay. But, um, it was just published this past year. Okay, good.
0: So this is, I don't know if Bill can get this, okay, good. So this is uh, by God's Grace, and it's a story about uh, some of their their experiences with God, really, and their family. So, um it's a great book. I've read most of it. I have a few chapters left, and I've really enjoyed it so far. So we're gonna talk about it a little bit um what God's been doing in their lives. Uh, I'm sure some of this, some of this will be in the book. Some of it might not be, and that's totally fine. So, (laughs) all right. So Laura, let's start with you, if you don't mind. Um, You tell us just a little bit about the two of you, your family, where you grew up, that kind of stuff. Sure.
3: Um, I grew up in the Milwaukee area and uh, met Mike when I was going to college and um, we married and we ended up living up in Northwestern, Wisconsin for 17 and a half years. Wow. Before we moved here, um, Mike loves fishing, so that was sure. a perfect place That's for a great us.
0: place for fishing.
2: <laughs> it was. We, we lived on a small lake in northern Wisconsin. Oh, wow.
0: It's so beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very good. They call it God's country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They call South Dakota God's country, too. <laughs> well,
2: and it is. Every place has its beauty. That's right. Yeah, um, We've got three children. Mm-hmm. So our eldest is Nathan. Okay. Um, he is married, has three children. Oh, wow. And okay. then our, our second is our daughter, Catherine. hmm who is in her last year of residency oh, wow. as a dermatologist.
0: And where is that at?
2: She's in central Pennsylvania. Okay. And then our youngest son, Eric, uh, passed away just as he turned 14.
0: Right. And he and part of this book is about that experience too. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, okay. Uh, so Laura, can you just tell us a little bit to start with about what is the book about in sure. general? You
3: bet. Um, the book is about how... God worked in our lives to help Mike have
0: conversion to come closer to the Lord. Because Mike and, was Catholic, mm-hmm. but then it's just a deeper, different conversion, right?
2: Yeah, I was born Catholic, mm-hmm. raised Catholic, uh, but uh, I was not a good practicing Catholic. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I was a child, I used to get sick all the time at Mass, mm-hmm. and uh, I would get uh, like have to throw up. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, then when I left Mass, I was fine and uh
0: that didn't leave a good impression on you did no, it? <laughs> it no
2: it didn't uh but when i met laura laura was very faithful practicing catholic i was not mm-hmm. and to impress her i started going to church with her <laughs> uh, so that's um, one way to do it
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah um
2: so yeah. so yeah yeah uh, so the book starts out talking about uh what happened to me so at the time um you know i, I started going to church but Quite honestly, I used to tell Laura, we our kids were young, and I would tell Laura, would you rather I go to church and think about fishing, or would you rather I go fishing and think about God? And I was serious about mm-hmm. it. And there were times where uh, Laura went with the kids by herself, right. and, and I would go fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I was at. The only prayer I learned was the Our Father. Mm-hmm. I went through CCD and everything, but I goofed off all the time. Sure. I just was not a good Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what ended up happening was, uh, I had my own business in Northern Wisconsin and, um, one night had a lot of stresses mm-hmm. and then one night went to sleep and I don't know how to describe it. I call it a dream, but I actually thought I died. Oh, wow. Uh, I had an experience where, um, I found myself standing on a hill and it felt like I was really there and I saw rocks in front of me. It was that twilight. It wasn't. Daytime wasn't night, it was that in-between time. And I saw shadows kneeling and praying, like a chanting prayer. And I know now it was the rosary. I didn't know that. Sure, right. Because I didn't know the rosary. Right. But anyway, I'm standing there wondering. I worked out all the time, and I'm like, how did, I thought I died. And I'm like, what happened? Where am I at? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I started looking around, and I saw I was standing by a statue of Mary. And this euphoric feeling came on me almost like an old radio where you have a volume button. Oh, sure, yeah. Where there was nothing and all of a sudden I see the statue starts turning up and then it just kept becoming more and more euphoric as I looked up eventually to her face. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at her face, the statue came alive. And all all it did was, was smile, you know, look towards me and smile. And I flashed back to my bed um, and I was shaking and I was just, freaked out. I right. did not know yes. what happened <laughs> and I, I call it a dream, but it felt so real mm-hmm. like I was there and it scared me. Right. And I woke Laura up and I was probably talking a hundred miles an hour and explained to her what had happened. Right. And I kept saying, what does this mean? What does this mean? Cause it really scared me. And she just, all, all she kept saying was Mike, I don't know, you have to pray about it. Right. But where I was at at that time was, uh, I remember looking at her and very coldly saying, pray about it. What's that going to do for me?
0: I was just thinking that, yeah, because we had talked about your story a little bit. And and I know that you were really in a place necessarily where praying about it was going to be your first thought.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, it, <laughs> right. uh, so that was tough. And, and actually, after that, um, we didn't talk about it again. Uh, but in my head, it scared me. So for a couple weeks, it was just in my head. It mm-hmm. really scared me. Mm-hmm. And um, then I let it go and I had another one. And it, um, maybe I shouldn't be going through all of it.
0: Well, and, you know, so go ahead. I mean, the, go ahead and continue. I'll try but to Yeah, yeah, yeah. do so a little short, because sec- I don't want to give everything away right. from the beginning of the book. Yeah, and this is like
2: <laughs> chapter one, maybe. Right. But, uh, no, and this, so eventually I had a second dream where I saw Jesus, mm-hmm. and I saw what it was like. And um, when I popped back out of that one, I, I, I remember pacing around the room, um, and woke Laura up, of course. And I'm, I'm like, I think I'm going crazy. I don't understand what's happening. And as time went, all of a sudden, you know, as I'm pacing around the bedroom talking about this, all of a sudden a word popped in my head and the word was Magigray. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what the word meant. Right. And I, I looked, I remember looking at Laura and just, Laura, what does the word gray mean? And she just looked at me and said, I, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I've never heard of it, but it just popped in my head. Right. It's got to be religious. You go to church all the time. Find out what the word means.
0: Come on, Laura. So
2: so long story short, I I eventually ended up going to this place reluctantly Mm -hmm. because I didn't believe any of of the things that people were telling me. But I went because I wanted to know about these dreams. Right. And I saw what I dreamt there. Right. And had a big conversion.
0: Right. And so the first part of the book really is about this, your conversion story, mm-hmm. and really how that kind of affected your whole family. Right. Yeah. Um, so why did you guys write the book? Because that's really, there, there's much more to this than just that conversion story. Right. So why did you write it? Well, when Mike came back from that experience, he was a changed man.
3: Mm-hmm. He, was, he was completely different. And he wanted to be able to share his testimony with people. Right. And so so he did that. So whenever an opportunity arose, he would share what happened to him. And whenever he would share that, people would say, you need to write a book. <laughs> They'd be like, wow, right. you right. need to share that. Mm-hmm. And so that was that part. But then when we lost Eric, and like we share in the book, all the really incredible miracles that God gave us to help us heal from that loss and let us know that our son is in heaven, that added to Mike's conversion story it the i think the holy spirit just really spoke to my heart and said you need to write this right. and i at the time i was very much journaling as a, as a healing tool for myself mm-hmm. just get it out get it on paper mm-hmm. and so i i just was writing all the time during that time and so when it, when it was like okay we're going to we're going to share this and i started writing it out I could refer back to the journal and actually get the exact right. date yes. when that thing happened yeah. because I wrote about it right. when it happened. And I could I could glean from that the emotion of the moment mm-hmm. because I wrote it down when it happened. Yep. Um, and so that started writing it out. But when, when I started writing it, I was writing Mike's part from having heard him share his story. Right. And I was like, Mike, you need to go through this and you need to write your part right. because it needs to come from you.
0: Yeah. I and think so that's th- a big part of the book yeah. is to hear the, the two sides of how you were both experiencing mm-hmm. it. I think was really important. Yeah. So um, there's an obvious turning point in the book when um, your son Eric commits suicide. But there's all of these things that happened prior to that. Your conversion, all of those things, that had to help you deal with now this terrible tragedy in your family. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. But absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. We, you
3: know, when when you're going through something, you don't think about those things, but when you look back on it, we could look back and see how God had put in place and just laid a solid foundation for our faith prior to our loss of Eric so that we would have um, the ability to hold on to him with, yes. with our might through that experience and just know that he was walking with us through that.
0: Because right. this is a... a- when this type of thing happens, it can it's extremely hard on families. And I'm sure it was probably hard on your family even even with that foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But had you not had that, it's hard to say where you would have been.
2: And that's a very good way to put it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the experience is the faith our faith was very strong mm-hmm. or is very strong and was at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the glue that that helped hold all of us together. Right. Um, our son Nathan, our daughter Catherine and Laura and I. Yeah. And, um,
3: and to, from the moment of, from the moment of our loss of Eric, we were looking to God right. to guide us, mm-hmm. to give us the graces that we needed in that moment. Cause we knew we couldn't do it on our own. Right. It was too devastating. Yep. yep. So we were, we were seeking him. We were seeking, you know, just, we were really open to whatever signs he would give us mm-hmm. and, and asking for them and, um, And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we could recognize those signs when they came for what they were.
0: Right. And even with the kind of foundation you had as humans, it's really easy for us to say, okay, God, I'm really mad at you. So I'm not going to look for these signs and I'm going to, you know, so even with that foundation, we can still go off on a direction that's really bad for us. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad you guys chose to stick with God and try to understand or at least let him help you. So, can you tell us just a little bit? Um, if you just joined us, we're talking to Mike and Laura Condra Tuck. I say it right again. Okay. <laughs> and their book by God's grace. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about Eric? Mm-hmm. Would you mind a little bit about Eric and just a little bit about what happened? Maybe a couple minutes worth.
3: Sure. Great. Um, well, Eric was our youngest, and from very, very little, he was a very unique little person. Mm-hmm um very imaginative he was kind of of our three kids he was a combination of the two of us where he had mike's engineering oh, creative mind sure. that way and he had my artistic bent where he oh, was wow. he was musical and mm-hmm. he was um there's we shared some of his poems in the book and mm-hmm. you know just he saw beauty in everything to the minutest detail wow. he would just he'd be like look at this and he'd be so excited about it um and he he was very funny he just would these little one liners that he would shoot out that would just, just, <laughs> so he had, make he us had laugh. a wit about he him. He had a very wit. Much, so, yeah. yeah.
2: And a very soft heart, uh, very, um, like he was very much pro life. Mm-hmm. And um, he he had a, was very strong of that, that even if people disagreed with him at school, um, he would still stand up for that. Right. And it didn't matter what happened, he would stand that's up That's
0: unusual that. for a kid his age.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: especially a teenager or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. um just so the listeners know, he was he had just
3: turned fourteen years old July twenty fourth and he passed away on September thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So he was just fourteen right, right. when he died. Yeah.
2: There, there were um so we found out after his death that that he was being um uh, bullied some. Now Eric was a very big so I'm six three and he was almost as tall as me wow. when he was fourteen. Wow. Um and um But, but when had, you stand
0: but when you stand out you're an easy target for bullies. Yeah. And, so.
2: and I think his strong beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. and he wasn't mm-hmm. afraid to stand up for it, but we found out that he was, um, not physically, but, but socially, sure. mentally yep. being bullied at school. Um, which was hard too, mm-hmm. because, uh, we had to forgive. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the others, and that was probably easier for some than others in our family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. But,
2: but he was, um, you know, it would have been fun to see where he went. He he had just started guitar lessons. I think he'd only been doing it for about a year. Sure. But I remember waiting to pick him up, and people would come early to hear him because they felt like they were hearing uh, some great guitarist playing. They, wow. They were just unbelievable. And he was writing his own songs and music at the time.
3: That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. He was very fun. Um you talked about a line in the book. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's read that book, that line really quick. Cause this, okay. So this line really stood out to me in this section of the book. It's on page 96. Um, it says the space that one person occupies in the hearts of those who love him is immense. And that really hit me at the moment. I read, I actually highlighted it and turned the corner down. <laughs> so, so yeah. Can you talk about that? A little yeah. Bit?
3: Um, just Eric was a big personality and like he, um, he was either playing his music, his electric guitar, which was wah, 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 really, really loud, or we'd be watching TV, and he would constantly interrupt because he always had questions and things he wanted to share, sure. and, and so he was always a big presence in he our and my home. my mom would get along really good because she
0: does that when she's watching TV. Yeah, <laughs> he was
3: such a big presence in our home, and so when I wrote that, I was thinking about how when he was gone, it was silent yeah. in our house, yeah. and... Thought about that space that he created for himself, mm-hmm. not only in our home physically, but in our hearts. Right. Like he had carved out this space for himself in our hearts that was never gonna be filled right. by anybody. Else. Right.
0: Right. I think I that's thinking. very true. And and really at this point, the only one who can fill that empty space is God. And and thankfully you guys allowed that to happen and may, are still probably allowing that yeah. to happen because this is not a quick process. I know it's lifelong.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, the, probably the best way to describe it is if you, um, and I don't know what it's like to lose a limb, but, but, um, we're not the same people we were before. Right. Right. And the only thing I can try to relate to Laura's said this before is, is like a person that loses a limb. They, they still go on and, and life goes on and they can, they, they look basically are the same person. Mm -hmm. Right. But they're never the same, right? And that's you learn how to us. survive
0: without, right? Right.
2: Yeah, yes. you've lost something, and we're different people than we were before. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that kind of thing can't happen without major changes to the people who experience it. So I'm sure your your other two children have have are different as well yeah. since yeah. then because they lost their sibling. So yeah. Um. So now then, the part, the next part, the, the part, the book is three parts, right? I think I'm in the Basically. third part. Basically, is it or is it two parts? Whatever it no. feels like, it's three parts. Well, you the before it's, it's like our life it's, is yeah. cut in
3: two. Before yeah. we, our loss of
0: Eric, and then and after. after. Yeah. Um, so and then after a little while after his death, you both, I believe, started going back to Medjugorje. Yeah, and, actually, I, yeah. Think,
2: I think I had gone three times before his mm-hmm. Um and then. Laura, actually, we had a trip set up for her to go right after right. Eric's death, and that was set up before mm-hmm. he passed away.
0: And that was really healing for you It to was go there, wasn't it? I, yeah. I just finished reading that part, and I felt like that was a really important thing for you to do.
3: Yeah. it was, And like, so it was just six weeks after Eric's death mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to go to Magigori, and... I I said, I don't want to go. I don't feel right leaving the family. Mm -hmm. And Mike said, you need to go because whatever graces you're going to receive, they're not just for you, they're for all of us. And we need all the graces we can get right now. (laughs) So I went and there there were some really
0: miraculous things that happened. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, And how important has your faith become since?
2: (laughs) It's the center of our life. Yeah. Um, And
0: it it was before Eric died, but it's— it's increased now is that right would you say that
2: yeah I would say I, I think um I'm not sure how
0: I think it just um
3: before Eric's death it was a part of who we were but after Eric's death it's like we can't live without like it's the air you breathe it, it is literally like we know and you know we've had experiences since then that have been that have been tough as well um I just had a, a bout with cancer in the last right. year that's right and and so when when these Things come, we know we can handle them because God is in it with us, and we're not walking this journey alone. He's walking every step of the way with us, and He will give us the graces that we need in the moment that we need them. And we just have to stay strongly attached to Him, holding on for sure.
2: It's it's where we turn whenever anything happens. And um, so, Laura initially was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, Mm -hmm. and so, and it was growing. Quickly. right so things did not look good right. at all um and I can tell you I mean there's no no one to get mad at it's life right but um I mean every waking moment I just prayed mm-hmm. um, I don't know how many rosaries I said I don't know how many <laughs> right. chi- chaplets and um but it's it, it's still the center it's everything we turn to and we don't start our day our we get up early in the morning-hmm by quarter to five, we're praying our first rosary of the wow. day together. Wow. And we always start our day with that.
0: Yeah. You guys are really inspirational. I'm glad you wrote the book because there are a lot of people who go through that particular thing, a suicide of a child, or similar things that really need some sort of, hey, this can be done, even though it's really, really hard. So I'm really glad you guys wrote the book. Um, we're just about out of time. so. That went so fast. 20 minutes (laughs) just go so fast sometimes. So I want to make sure that people know how they can get your book. So, Mike, will you tell them what's the easiest way to do this?
2: Yeah, the easiest way is to Google, and you need to use our last name, so I'm going to spell it (laughs) slowly here. So our last name is Kondratuk, K-O-N-D-R-A-T-U-K, and then follow that with uh, By God's Grace. Mm -hmm. So if you if you Google Condra Took by God's Grace, there's gonna be several sites that'll show up. Catholicshop.com, yep. uh, Medjugorje.us, and Medjugorje is M E D J U G O R J E. it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. There's a Kindle version available, and mm-hmm. you'll see all that when you Google
0: right.
2: Condra Took by God's Grace.
0: Right. If you can buy it on a place like Catholic shop, I think that's a great place to do it. Um, If you've never been to that website, it's a good website. They have all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, good. Uh, Thank you guys so much for coming in. And I wish we had more time, but you know what? I don't want to give away everything in the book. So there's a lot of good stuff in there, a lot of very inspirational stuff. A lot of miracles have happened to you guys. So I hope that people will pick it up and and take a look at it. I think it'd be really, really helpful for a lot of people.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, you bet. Thank you. All right. If you haven't found us already on social media, you can find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at YouTube at SF Diocese. You can also find us anytime at sfcatholic.org. Uh, that is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic news.